Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. Jace and Dedeker, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Lovely. Um, I have to say, so we just finished recording with our good friend J.D. Meckelke, which is going to be an episode for our Patreon supporters only, and man... Was I shocked and scandalized and delighted, and I'm really excited to keep going through Genesis now. Yeah. No, I mean, I was excited same. before, but now I'm extra excited to keep going. <laughs> yeah, and he, he warned us about some good things coming up, so I'm excited to get to those. How are you doing, Em? Me? I, I am doing well. I also was scandalized, but in a good way. I It just was exciting to hear that the word of God, as it were, can be interpreted in a lot of different ways, and that that is very different than my perception of what it was once upon a time, like mm. that there is only one way, and that's the way that everyone needs it to be or whatever. That's what I like. thought people thought mm. about the Bible. Mm. And well, some I, people do. Some people sure. do. I, sure. I would argue that some historically some of the loudest voices yeah. talking about the Bible have been perhaps more on the fundamentalist side. Of and maybe that's like, why I thought yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that, that those sense. people just kind of have the best publicists. Huh. <laughs> they're the ones who uh, end up with, you know, TV stations. You mean and the, the fundamentalist the fundamentalists publicists. Fundamentalist publicists. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Good. Well, so on that note of continuing with Genesis, today we are reading Genesis chapters 16, 17, and 18. Mm-hmm. So three chapters today. So more, more Abram. More Abram and yes. Sarai. Yep. Do you remember what happened last time, Emily? Oh, yeah. I remember that I had a very difficult time reading a bunch of names. <laughs> right, you got all the names. All the kings it and was stuff. really difficult. Yeah, there were a lot of kings. God said that, like, right at the beginning of when we started the last episode, that Abram was going to get land, get some good things. He's a chosen guy. And then at the end, they said that he was going to get a bunch of people descendants. Some- Yes, descendant. people descendants as opposed Des- to animal descendants. Yes, yes. Good clarification. <laughs> and that those would be the chosen people. Okay. And also they cut up some animals, which I really didn't like at all. all. Right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about the cutting up the animals. Yeah. At all. They did the whole thing where they went to Egypt and Abram yes. pretended oh, yeah. that his wife was his sister so that oh, yeah. he could extort Pharaoh. For- but that happened like really quickly. It did. Yeah. In classic Genesis style, yeah. where we're just kind of trucking through these stories real quick. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, what was it? Also, I guess I hadn't really put this together before, although it fits with the way we talk about Abram when you grow up Christian, but that Abraham, Abram, that guy, yeah. uh, was the first Hebrew. Like mm-hmm. that, that 
with him is where that like name for those people started. Right. That's um, cool. So that's why he's like the father of nations or whatever is because everything that grew out of the Hebrews actually started with him. He wasn't a Hebrew. He was the Hebrew. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't quite realize that before. Yeah, I guess yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. Nate. So what are we drinking today? Well, we all have our fancy special drinks that our guest bartender came up with for us. Yeah. And they're going to tell us about that right now. Hi, I'm Gary McIntyre. Uh, we're here at Collins & Coop in San Diego, a bartending supply store. And I'm making for you today a cocktail called The Temptation of Eve, which, as the name implies, is an apple-based cocktail. So uh, first, it's going to be a half ounce of fresh-squeezed lemon juice. Second, I'm going to add an ounce of this apple syrup. This is from uh, Liquid Alchemist, which is based out of L.A. And then I'm going to add two ounces of apple brandy, and it's going to be shaken over ice. <laughs> Lastly, we will garnish it with a piece of lemon peel. Get the citrus oils over the top to make it look nice and pretty. Cheers. Thanks so much to Gary for making us that awesome custom cocktail just for us. Also, as a bonus for our Patreon subscribers, we have a video of Gary making this drink for you on our Patreon page. And if you want access to that, you can go to patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. Okay, so I guess it's time to get into it. Yes. And as we get into reading this wonderful book, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and to drink responsibly. And of course, you are welcome to drink along with us, or you're free to read along with us, or you're free to listen along with us in the car, in your commute, on your way to work. But please don't do at least two of those at the same time. <laughs> Depends on the combination. Yes, yeah. correct. Some combinations are okay and others are not. Drinking yes. and reading combo, probably okay. That's fine. We're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Reading and driving or drinking and driving. Both bad. No. Yeah. Very bad. Don't if, do that. Yeah, exactly. If it's an audiobook, sure, you can read and drive, but if it's not, nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Well, with that, yes. Dedeker, do you want to start us out with Genesis 16? I shall. Genesis 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So, or Hagar, Hagar is the Hagar is the Hagar the horrible, right? Should we say Hagar? Hagar? Hagar, sure. okay. Hagar. Named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go, sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Uh, so Emily, this was also very common. A common practice at the time. Okay. That if you were barren. Someone had fertility issues. Yeah, okay. yeah. That you'd be like, here, just take this kind of replacement uterus and Eek. we'll just kind of pretend that this baby's ours, but mm -hmm. use this uterus. So basically, the handmaid's still. Well, yeah, well kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's kind of the biblical basis there. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, so Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
I don't Meaning, know. like, she was getting like, mm, I want him for myself. Maybe. Well, it doesn't say that she wants him, but that she despises Just her. Despises maybe, her. Maybe we're supposed to read between the lines. Interesting. I don't know. It could be I want him for myself. It could be pregnancy hormones. It could. It could just be. I'm here being pregnant for you and I'm still your slave. Yeah. You know. Maybe Sarai was kind of a jerk. Maybe Sarai's or or it could be because Abram married Hagar. So it could be like, I'm a wife now. You can't treat me like no. a slave anymore. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Right. you know, like power dynamics or something. Okay, so right. now he has two wives. Now he has two wives, okay. yes. Okay. Well Yeah. Yes. Says it gave it her, gave to, her to her husband to, to be, be his, his wife. wife. So yes. she's wife number two. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So when she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Oh, your slave is in your hands, Abram said. <laughs> Do with her whatever you think best. Great. Nice way to take responsibility yeah, there, Abram. Geez. Yeah. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. I wonder Mis- what that means. Yeah, mistreated Mis- seems very gentle verb yeah i bet she was whacking her or something probably the sir sorry probably like i need to put this lady in her place Eek. yeah i bet she was pretty which seems counterintuitive yeah. if she's carrying your baby yeah but... totally well that's why i wonder if maybe she was like a little bit gentle like do everything i can that's not gonna have you miscarry oh but, yeah but maybe just right? be just real mean or nasty and yeah i'm looking up some other translations here actually just to see um let's see treated her harshly mm. another one says then sarai mistreated her so much that she ran away um let's see the good news says then sarai treated hagar hagar so cruelly that she ran away and mm. eh, it's all kind of similar mm-hmm. oh dear uh then Sarai afflicted her. Whoa. Gosh, what is intense. that? Afflicted and, her And how? she fled from her face. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from my face. <laughs> That's a good I one. I hate your face. I'm going to flee from Stupid it. Stupid face. No, the Jeez. message Bible says Sarai was abusive to Hagar mm, and she yeah. ran away, which is kind of what we were reading yeah. between the lines there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and what was... Uh, the one JD likes is the revised standard version. Yeah. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her and she mm, ran from okay. her. Anyway, it's all kind of vague. Okay, so Hagar flees from Sarai's face. Yeah. <laughs> the angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is behind, beside the road to Shur. Oh, that, right. Yeah, I remember that, that spring. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, that old one. <laughs> That everyone loves. It was that that spring. Oh, I see what he's saying. You know, the yeah. one that's beside the road to Shul. Yeah, exactly. That one. Duh. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. Like, don't care. Exactly. Don't, yeah, don't worry about the fact that she's abusing like, I don't you. care. I just want just, to not have a miserable life right now. Right. Exactly. And the angel's like, no, nah, like, here, have some more babies. Trust me. It'll be great. It'll be fine. Uh, although, to be fair, maybe it's the emphasis on, like, your descendants. So it's mm. like, your descendants, not just, you know, it's not going to be credited to, like, Abram's descendants. These are going to be I your see. descendants, Hagar. Interesting. Maybe. Okay. All right. Uh, the angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael for the Lord has heard of your misery. So uh, probably Ishmael means like born of misery or something, right? Like so. that's what we're supposed to he, interpret. He will be a wild 
donkey of a man. Good lord. What? what does that mean? What is that what are they what are they saying there? I'll look up some translations. Yes, yeah, please. a wild donkey. Oh, oh. Okay, let me keep reading. Yeah. Okay, he will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand against him, and he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. Boy. Uh I mean, so that like he's gonna be he's gonna be real stubborn. Yeah, and I like mean, untamable. That makes sense. Donkeys are stubborn. They're very st- wild yeah. ones, especially. What yeah. you learning? Let's see. Um, he'll be a wild mule of a man. He'll, mm-hmm. This man will be like a wild ass. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, he will be a wild ass of a man. Yeah, of course. Wow. Okay, good times. Great, good times. Great. Good times. Let me see. He'll be a wild donkey among men. He'll be a wild man. King James just oh, calls just him a wild, wild man. man. All right. Wild yeah. man. Great. Uh, what else do we got here? <laughs> oh man, the message. Thank you. The message says he'll be a bucking bronco of a man. Oh, oh, oh a bucking bronco. Very well. A real fighter, fighting and being fought, always stirring up trouble, always at odds with his family. Okay, Hagar's the like, message. you're really not selling me on this, no, angel totally. of the Lord. Exactly. Like, like, why do why do why does she want to bear I this? I don't. I don't boy. want to bear a wild donkey of a boy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good stuff. Okay. Here's what JD was talking about. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. So who knows which word she used. Yeah, but that's what it Uh. meant is you are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Beer Lahai Roy. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. Wait, what? Why is it a well? Like, who cares? It was a spring, but then they said it was a well. Oh, so, Just, yep. Cool. Yep. Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. I just found that Bear Lahai Roy means well of the living one who sees me. Oh. So very literally. Wow. This looks yes. like Beer Lahai Roy. <laughs> well, well, you know. It's okay. a well of beer. So Ishmael is sure born. Is. Ishmael, who's going to go on to become very important in oh, okay. Islamic traditions. Cool. Particularly as well. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I've sung some Hebrew something with the word Ishmael in it. Oh, great. (laughs) I don't know, maybe. We're we're very well done. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, This one has a title for me. Do you have a title? No, I don't have a title. This one is called The Covenant of Circumcision. Oh, excuse you? Well, just stay tuned. Oh, wow. Okay, learn here all we about go. It. Here we go. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to... I what is this why. accent? I just, I just can't help <laughs> to it To quote Dedeker Winston yes. in the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is Adam. I don't know. <laughs> this is Abram. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Did he just say, yeah, bro, we've heard, like, you've told me this a lot. Is it going to happen or not? I don't think Abram would be so ballsy in the face no, of God. Fine. No, you want to know what he actually did. Abram fell face down. <laughs> what? Why? You know, prostrating himself. Prostrating himself uh, yeah. And God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. Yeah, we know. No longer, no longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. 
for I have made you a father of many nations. Like, <laughs> like, what? Okay, give me an extra syllable. I'm, Wait, sure. I'm pretty sure that it's a different word. Yes. Abram, Abraham. I think that's the yeah. deal. Yeah. Abra- I guess two. Abram. No, one extra syllable. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have definitions here. If you wanna, if you wanna know what they are. Okay. Okay. Your name will be Abraham. Um, so Abram means exalted father, and Abraham probably means father of many. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is even, they're not even sure. <laughs> like, like, probably. I don't know. What was it that JD said? The, uh, or, when you don't tradition? know, oral tradition. Oh, says. yeah. That's oral tradition. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's fine. No worries. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, okay. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and mm. kings will come from you. Mm. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. So you kind of went back and forth with Mm, that that whole sentence there. God does that a lot. Yeah. The whole land of Canaan, where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. Eventually, though. Right? Because he said this when he was 75, and now he's 95 or whatever. <laughs> 99. 99, yeah. Yeah, God keeps telling him these things. Uh, but yeah, this is the whole, like, yeah, there's other people here, but, but like God said it's okay, yes, so yeah. we'll beat him up. Mm-hmm. Then God said to Abraham, that is his name now, as for you... You must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you. The covenant you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. Uh, what? Why? Well, who cares? I mean, when you're nomadic traveling people, it's probably cleaner. See, I've heard that description before, and I think yeah. it's bullshit. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm in the pro-circumcision camp. Like, you don't need to get on your soapbox about... <laughs> Watch him get on it. About that. I'm just saying... I'm already on it. <laughs> you can't get me down from here. I, uh, but really, though... It, okay. Doesn't God have other things to worry, to worry about? about? <laughs> He's like, no. All of you, if you're going to be with me, you're going to be circumcised. Mm-hmm. It is an odd thing for God to attach to. It is, yeah. Well, God's it, it propaganda. Been, it could have been anything, really. It could have been like cut off your right earlobe. I suppose, or like a yakuza thing, like chop off yeah. your pinky it finger. Could have yeah. been... Wait, do the yakuza do that? Just the the first, the knuckle. first knuckle. punishment. Yeah, if you if you. But mess it, up. circumcision isn't a punishment. No, and we're it's not, not, it's not a good metaphor. But it could, I don't know. It could have been any number of things that we've done as ritual. It could be like keep your head shaved or opposite grow your hair out long you know any number of things and so it is kind of odd if we're looking at this as as literature it Uh is kind of odd to be like why is this character of god so attached to not penile head the penile head well it's i mean i i think in general the fact that that genital mutilation like this exists in lots of cultures around the world that don't just come from this tradition both for males and females. Like yes. it is yeah. really weird. Like where did this come from? Why is this a thing that's who knows? Who was the first person who was like, listen, y'all, I'm going to pitch you this idea. <laughs> hear, me hear me out. Hang on. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. I promise. Just hang on. <laughs> don't worry. Just, I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a plan. I have a vision. Mm-hmm. Gosh. All right. That guy. Continuing on no. with the word of God, you are to undergo circumcision 
and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you. Really? That is? Yep. That's the thing? It's like God used to be into rainbows. Now he's into (laughs) cutting off foreskins. Trends change, you know. (laughs) (gasps) Apparently not for um, a few millennia, though. Okay, we're going to get real specific instructions here. All right, here we go. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised. Okay. Including those born in your household or bought with money from a foreigner. Oh, man. Those who are not your offspring. Yeah. So we're buying... So even the slaves, even the, slaves. Yeah. Even the slave boys will be circumcised. Yeah. Whether born in your household or bought with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Gosh. Okay. <sighs> That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this, Jace, as the resident male? <laughs> as the resident penis haver. Yes. Um, I mean, gosh, you told me to get off my soapbox, and now you want me to get back up on no, it. I didn't like, say anything. No, I, um, I, have, I have strong opinions about it. Uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's genital mutilation mm-hmm. um, in the same way that like, we, would, we look at you know, tribes in Africa who do like, female genital mutilation by removing parts of the vagina or the clitoris or something like that. And we go, like, you barbarians, what's wrong with you? And yet we do that all mm-hmm. the time and no one bats an eye. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it just blows my mind that, that somehow people don't get that. I actually, I saw an argument about that unfolding on social media the other day. And really? I was so, you did. I was, and it was surprising thing. It was an argument between women specifically arguing about, about it. And like a lot of women being like, well, no, like it's just like, you know, the research shows that like, you know, it's just, it's cleaner and it's healthier and it's safer. And from what I understand, it's like negligible differences yeah. yeah, really, as far it's as like not. the risk of disease and stuff like that. Um, and especially considering that it's like we've only really been circumcising people for so long versus a really much longer human history of not. Um, <laughs> right. Like we evolved to be this way. Yeah. 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 And that, that, that there's countries in the world that have never adopted this practice. Of and they're all still living all like, just fine. So yeah. it's just bonkers to me that this is even a debate. Uh, anyway. So, well, like European countries who read the bible mm-hmm. they don't do it though like in europe in in most well European you have to, countries, have to bear don't. in mind that between when this is written and now in europe and many other parts of the world but if we're looking at europe specifically there was also a long history of like anti-semitism mm. which was this is like this is another nutso thing that the jews do that we don't want to do as christians and we're going to continue to try to separate ourselves huh from what yeah. the Jews do. So that's another factor in it as well. Yeah. That it's considered like, I think even still today, even though it's adopted so much in the West, at least as far as religious practices goes, it's considered more of a Jewish slash Abrahamic tradition rather than a Christian tradition to circumcise. But I, not in the U S yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that it's definitely very much associated with being a Christian because yes. right, it's right here. We just saw it. Well, we but in the U S but in the U S like another factor was, after the world wars. Um, what about it? I think that like, like a circumcision started becoming routine because of, they thought that it would prevent VD oh, essentially, or I as see. we call it today, STIs. Um, but back right. then they called it VD among hmm. soldiers. And so that, I think that started 
Interesting. The popularity. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I personally think it should be illegal um, in the same way that female genital mutilation is illegal in this mm-hmm. country. Um, I, I think it should be illegal to do to children. I think once you're 18, if you are like, yeah, I've read the Bible and this is what I want to do, go for it. Um, but I, I just, I think it's barbaric. Anyway, sorry, soapbox rant okay. over. Continuing on with the word of God. <laughs> God. Uh, verse 15. God also said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. That's not nearly as fun. <laughs> it's true, I guess. Yeah. I will bless her. And will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. King of peoples will come from her. Kings of peoples will come from her. Multiple kings. Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? I just, like, I see Abraham, like, just falling into the dirt. His fa- he, like, face plants, like, through <laughs> a, a mouthful dust- of dirt. He's got He's a like, dusty beard. Exactly. He's like, a hundred years old, ha. <laughs> uh, and Abraham said to God, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Then God said, yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will call him Isaac. Okay. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will surely bless him. <laughs> I will make him fruitful and will greatly increase his numbers. He will be the father of 12 rulers. Whoa. And I will make him into a great nation. Mm. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. Dun, dun. Wow. When he so had, get on it. Get on it. <laughs> when he had finished speaking with Abraham, God went up from him. On that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael and all those born in his household or bought with his money, every male in the household and circumcised them Jeez. as God told him. Uh, Abraham was 99 years old when he uh, was circumcised. And it's just... Flicked right off. Oh gosh, Jace. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta make some jokes. It's just too upsetting otherwise. And his son Ishmael was 13. Poor guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abraham and his son Ishmael were both circumcised on that very day. And every male in Abraham's household, including those born in his household or bought from a foreigner, was circumcised with him. What a day in Abraham's household when suddenly Abraham comes bursting in. He's like, like, God, just talk to me. And everyone's like, cool, like more great stuff about all things are going to happen. He's like, yes, and. (laughs) (laughs) Bear with me. Again, bear with me. (laughs) I know you're fond of this part of your body. However. Just just listen. Yeah. What's what's the pitch to Abraham's like? I really, I don't know. We're going to do this. And they're like, why? And he's like, well, because it's my covenant with God, so, you know, my descendants are going to like rule all of the earth and stuff. And they're like, wait, so why do we have to do this? Like, yes. well, because God said, if you don't, then you're cut off from your peoples. But yeah. also, I, I'm sorry, God didn't give them any instruction on how to do this. Well, I did find a little bit. It was traditionally performed with a flint knife. That's all I know. What does that mean? A knife made out of flint. 
Yeah, like a rock knife. Oh, yeah, that's going to be real sanitary. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you would... I don't... Yeah. Back in those days? Well, you don't mention... Maybe they give him some kind of good drugs or got him real drunk or something. Real, real real drunk. drunk. So that you just But who... I'm I'm just asking, who performed it? And then did they just turn around and do it on themselves? Ugh. I don't know which would be worse. Yeah. Was it, were these the yeah. first people to ever be circumcised? That's a good I, question. I guess the fact that God didn't need to explain how to do it <laughs> does imply that maybe other people Maybe this people is already a tradition. This, this must have already been a thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, let's see. It says here it was practiced in several nations of the ancient Near East, including Egypt. Um, for Israel, it was a sign of membership in a community and was required of every male. I guess other places maybe did it, but it wasn't required. It was just a thing you did. I don't know. So it wasn't an unknown phenomenon. Okay. Okay, good. Well, here on Drunk History of Circumcision podcast. God, that's a bummer of a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. This is a long one, it looks like. I scrolled just to see, (laughs) and so it's long. Okay. So chapter 18, Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Wait. Abraham said this to them? Yes. Yeah. Keep going, Uh, keep going. We'll figure it out. Let a little water be bought, and you may all... Brought, brought. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me give you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way, now that you have come to your servant. So is that just like a... He's just essentially saying, like, I am your servant. Basically. Okay. Very well, they answered. Do as you say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they got real mean at the end there. Well, do as you say. I wanna, I mean, that's one I want to use. Uh, yeah. Very well. Do as, you say. do as you say. <laughs> so Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said. <laughs> Get three sias. Sihas. 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 I have no idea. Get three sias of the finest flour and knead it and bake some bread. Quick. Sarah's like, um, please and thank you. She's like, uh, okay. I didn't think bread baking was a quick, like, company just showed up. Let's no, whip up some bread. Well, I <laughs> Seriously, guess. it takes like a It takes a while. It takes a while, right? Yeah. Then okay. he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to his ser- servant who hurried to prepare this it. This I'm like, did you not have any food? Like, no hors d'oeuvres, nothing you could be like, here, I have some bar nuts to tide you over while I prepare this elaborate yeah. feast. And while I cucumber kill sandwiches. this beautiful calf. How oh, sad. Mm-hmm. I know. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set these before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where is your wife, Sarah? They asked him. You're making these guys real sassy. Yes, I I don't know why, but that's what I'm deciding. Okay. I mean, they're just like, yeah, okay, get me some food. (laughs) So there in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. How the heck did he know? I think what we're supposed to be picking up 
is these aren't just your average blokes. Okay. There may be some angelic messengers or divine messengers of some kind. I see. And Abraham is like making them some food and stuff. And that's real cool. Okay. Now, Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, Am I worn out, and my lord is old? Will I now have this pleasure? Oh, after I am worn out. Yeah, okay, got it. (laughs) Then the lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that that I am old? Wait a minute, the Lord just like yelled yeah, at Abraham? Now, now I guess yeah. Why did Sarah just laugh, Abraham? Why? <laughs> and he's like, bro, I'm not my wife's keeper. <laughs> okay. Um, is anything too hard for the Lord? I mean, I'm assuming not. Yeah, that's what seems to be the implication. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think it's a rhetorical question. Yeah. Yes. I will return I will return you to at the appointed time next try, year. Try that again. <laughs> oh, I will return. To you. I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, yes, you did laugh. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a, like, I love that that exchange made it in. I know, that it got so petty. It really (laughs) did. It's like, yes, you did, Sarah. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Because when I'm, like, every time I, and I've read this a few times, and every time, so it says, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. I expect it to be like, so the Lord punished her with whatever for lying. For but lying. instead, he's just like, yes, yes you, you did. did. <laughs> yes, you did. Don't wow. You tell me you didn't. But it's also that it's about the laughing instead of the doubting. As yeah, well. that's true. Exactly. Like, like you how? doubted me so much that it's funny to you. Didn't Am I funny people... to you? Am I funny? Exactly. God's like, God's a petty God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. But also... Didn't people laugh earlier in some in one of the stories, and then like someone got real mad and was like, "I'm gonna kill all your kids or whatever." I don't remember that. I mean, we that was part of in the the story that we made up about uh, Noah's son laughing at him oh, being yeah. drunk and naked. Oh yeah, and then he cursed him and all his descendants. I don't know yeah. if that's. What I don't you're think he of. even laughed. I think he he was literally just like, "Hey, he just hey, saw bros, him and didn't do anything about dad, it." Naked and drunk. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he even laughed. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, there so it is. I, I have yes. a I have a chapter heading here. Oh, what? What was it? So I actually had a chapter heading for Genesis 18. It was called what? the Three Visitors. Oh, that's this one. Okay. And then right here before verse 16, what? I get I get another chapter heading. What does it say? This one says Abraham pleads for Sodom. Wait, oh wait. Keep on. Abraham pleads for sodomy. No, for Emily. God, Emma. What? You're the one who was talking about circumcision and stuff. I can't say the word sodomy. I. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> he pleads for Sodom. Okay. With no Y at the end. Um, also, that just reminds me that we did want to add a new part to our drinking game. What? So it's metaphors repeating. Yes. Maybe just gross out stuff in general. We yeah, could also sure. keep that one that. from Joe. Is that is there a lot? Well, there might be. Happen eventually. There, I know there's some. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the other one uh, that JD mentioned was uh, any um, euphemisms for penises mm. or erect penises. Mm. So just keep an eye out for those. Right. Okay. When the men got up to leave, they looked down towards Sodom. 
Is that a place? It's a city. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. You only said it a billion times when you were no, talking about all I the kings. No, I know I did, but but that's the thing. We were talking about the kings, and of so I Sodom. didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sodom. Not is King a Sodom. City. Yeah. And King Gomorrah. Right. No. Okay. Yeah. It was King whatever of, of Sodom, Sodom and King whatever of, of Gomorrah. Gomorrah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Gomorrah no a, a character in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Gamora. Gamora. It's Gamora. It's It's spelled differently, though. Well, isn't it? We're pronouncing it the same way. The green chick. Yeah, it's Gamora. Aha. G A M O R A. Gamora. Different spelling. Yeah. Anyways, okay. When the men got up to leave, they looked down towards Sodom, and Abraham walked along with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation. And all nations on earth will be blessed through him, which I've said like yeah, 70 I know. times. I know. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just, so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Okay. Wait, do, is the Lord speaking about himself yes, in third person yes. here? Yes. Okay, just making sure. Then the Lord said... The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sins so grievous, grievous, (laughs) that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. Wait, how doesn't he already just osmosis this and know already? already just know it? Exactly. Questions. Yeah, well... I mean, again, another thing that JD talked about in our bonus episode. About Yahweh being more anthropomorphic. Right, right? that there's kind of multiple versions of God in the Old Testament. Yeah, so Yahweh he was like somewhere one, else. Yeah, like Yahweh is the one that like walks among, anthropomorphizes and walks among the people. That's why he's literally like, I'm going to go down and see mm. what's going on over there. Right. Well, he said that that tends to be the one who's more prone to changing his mind, who seems like a little bit more like a powerful person walking amongst us, like maybe more, more Gandalf human-like. or something. Yeah. He's right, who's more powerful imperial. than a human. He's still God, but mm-hmm. but sure. not quite as like omnipotent. All in, exactly. Mm-hmm. All encompassing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The men turned away and went towards Sodom, but Abraham remained sat standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are... 50 righteous people in the city. Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? So he's he's Whoa, really calling him really out. Needling, yeah. needling I mean, the yeah. Lord. I'm amazed. Yeah. Maybe Abraham's like, well, you tell, you've been telling me for years and I'm going to get all this stuff, so I'm going to teach you a lesson mm, or two. Interesting. Which is, <laughs> don't push your luck there, Abraham. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Lord said, if I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Wow. So I think he is kind of like, Abraham made a good point, and God's like, all right, fine. If yeah. I find 50 righteous people, I'll spare the city. I think that's interesting, too, because that, again, is very different from... Yeah, being like, how dare you disobey or say anything that like, I wouldn't do right. or do. Don't you dare sass back to me. Yes. Yeah, the idea that, that God can change his mind mm-hmm. or negotiate or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Then Abraham spoke up again. 
Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, yep. though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of righteous people is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city for a lack of five people? Mm. If mm. I find 45 there, he said, I will not destroy it. Oh, I that guess God. that's God. Yeah. Read, okay. read it again in God's voice All this right. time. If I find 45 <laughs> there, he said, I will not destroy it. Jeez. Okay, so he's negotiating down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, this is uh, interesting. Once again, he spoke to him. What if only 40 are found there? He said, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. <laughs> God's getting a little irritated a little, yes. reading. A little frustrated. <laughs> then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if 30, only 30 can be found there? He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, now that I have been so bold to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? He said, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry. Just, just keep just going back and forth. Can I speak once more? What if only 10 can be found there? He answered, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. When the Lord has, had finished speaking with Abraham, he left, and Abraham <laughs> returned no, home. No, I'm going to walk like, away okay, before you talk okay, me down any further. done. Done. He was like, we done here? <laughs> okay? Okay. Bye-bye. Oh, that man. That is one heck of a thing that just happened there. Yeah. I mean... Wow, we were like shocked that Abraham was talking back at all. At all, but yeah. then he just really going, yeah. And the fact that God's like, sure, sure all right, you not? make a good point. Yeah, that to me is actually really interesting. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So now Abraham kind of has his work cut out for him. That he's got to find ten righteous people in the city of Sodom. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? What that place why, is all about. why does he care? I'm, I'm just asking. Why does he care? Because Lot. Because Lot, his nephew yeah. Lot, lives in the city yeah. of Sodom. Well, then there must be d- people who are good. I suppose if you, if you assume that like lots of people are good. I don't know. I mean, I am assuming. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that as well. Yeah. Okay, predictions for next time then. I think he'll find those people. And? And then what? And I don't know. Maybe God will be like... Maybe it'll be nine people. And then he has to like, he's oh, like, well, what about nine? And God's like, no, you already talked me down from God's 50. like, nah. God's like, too bad. We said 50 first. Oh, man. That would be really funny. God's like, listen, I really can't afford that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, if oh, I go man. for nine people, everyone's going to be asking me to go for nine people. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if I do it for you, then I've got to do it for everyone else. Mm-hmm. So we can't, we just can't. I'm sorry. Bye bye, yeah. Sodom. Wow. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think that we're going to get the story of Sodom. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So in the wild party, they had a wild, wild party. Yes. Yeah. So that means that there must be like a wild party coming up. And they're going to party hardy and not be able to find the righteous people. <laughs> That's an interesting I love theory. that. That's good. I do like that. Wow. I don't know. Well, we'll find out we'll next find week. Out. Okay. Next week. Oh. I want to know now. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including bonus episodes, new series, guest interviews, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at DrunkBibleCast, on Instagram at DrunkBibleStudy, or send us an email to info at DrunkBibleStudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Emily Matlack, Jedeker Winston, and me, Jay Slingren. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of The The The. The theme song for the book of Genesis is Fanfare for Space by Kevin McLeod. For more information, visit us at DrunkBibleStudy.com. You know